Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast, fresh off of an electric event that was ufc vegas 69 i'm just kidding that shit was ass but the main event it was good there's a couple fights that we'll talk about throughout here that were all right we have a couple of bad cards uh you know that was one we're halfway through there we got another one this upcoming weekend and then we have the john jones cyril gone fight on march 4th we will get through all that and we will do it together ladies and gentlemen the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hotbox. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling today, Monday, after this glorious and illustrious card? Um, <laughs> that's one way to put it. Uh, pretty good. Weather's amazing. I'm um, <coughs> coughing here, uh, lo- losing some more money. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I think that Jan and Marab card isn't going to be uh, that great, but there's a lot more on that card than this one that just happened and this one this weekend, that's for sure. And then yeah. we get 286, Vera Sanhagen 287. So I think uh, we're getting most of the, the nastiness behind us after this week. Also some boxing. Uh, there's really some good big boxing and big UFC uh, events, fights that are kind of happening uh, around the same times-ish in March, April. Really just kind of kickstarting this whole summer. Uh, we'll see what happens with Javante Davis. And Ryan Garcia, we'll see what happens at uh, 288. I don't know if there's really a, a big fight for that card yet. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the next coming month month or two. March Madness, all the fun stuff. We also have Jake Paul and Tommy Fury this Sunday. I, I didn't know that. It just crept up on me. Who do you got? Uh, I, I will save the official prediction for uh, this ne- our next podcast, but right now it is uh, Jake Paul. Um, he's gonna finish him probably, but I, I don't know. Think Honestly, so? yeah, I mean, I, I've been uh, anti Fury this whole time. I can't now just switch up and say, oh yeah, he's gonna take care of business. It's I have never once watched Tommy Fury box and been like, wow, look at him. He, he, yeah. Look how good he, pretty, he, he is. goes the distance with cans. Yeah, uh, it's just if his name was Tommy Johnson. Uh, nobody, no one would be hurt. Really no Honestly, would nobody hurt. really cares anyway. No, exactly. That's the thing. Like everyone kind of just um, views him as like exactly kind of what he is. You know, he's gotten here off of his name. I mean, Jake Paul is Jake Paul, but at least you know that guy brings some sort of entertainment factor with him and whatnot. We'll get into all that on um, yeah on Friday. Yeah, he was minus one eighty against Anderson, and he's minus one eighty again. So yeah, against the guy who's Same. twenty years younger than that than Anderson was, and. Anderson put up a good fight. He, he that was that was yeah. entertaining at the very least. But let's get into this card from this past weekend. Aaron Blanchfield, Jessica Andrade, the former UFC women's strawweight champion of the world. This is contested at the Apex. Aaron Blanchfield came out, was stood right in the center of the octagon and threw hands with Jessica Andrade, which is something that me and you talked about what we were not exactly fans of seeing that happen, right? I mean, that was uh, in, on the bingo card. We weren't looking forward to that happening because I didn't think Blanchfield had the hands to necessarily stand and trade with her. Now, her hands didn't look great, you know, they, but they didn't look awful, right? Uh, would you would you say that that's not a, a horrible classification of, about what happened? I mean, yeah, I actually think they've 
they they've improved. And last oh, yeah. fight, they improved. I, th- I I think she's getting better pretty much every fight. She's making some big big steps up. I think you know there's a, there was the one time she I think ate a double right hook. Uh, it seems like she's kind of just when she gets in close, she doesn't exit very well with her hands up and her head, you know, kind of stays straight. But yeah, she's what twenty three. Yeah, and she was she was hitting uh, she was throwing some jabs, a lot of clean short straights yep. that were landing. Um, you know, if she starts throwing more kicks. I think, I think you know that'll develop her game even more. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm I mean the quickness of the takedown. She she got her down, took her back, put her in the rear naked choke before her hooks were even in. Like she's yeah. she's lethal on the ground. She's quick. Uh kind of, you know, not not the same but um you know when you see somebody like Jim Miller or or Charles Oliveira when yeah. they soon, or even Brian Ortega as soon as they get that 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 uh that slight opening, they just pounce. That's what she does and it's it's, it's amazing cuz you know She's a dog. She said this. I think this. Was, I don't know how, how many months ago she was. Uh, she did an interview with Brian Campbell, Luke Thomas, and she told she was. I think she was 22 at the time, and she was just pretty much like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for anything." And uh, just that cool, calm, collective, also shout New Jersey um, mentality that she has. Uh, and now she's putting all the skills together. Like I, you know, maybe she doesn't be Valentina tomorrow or next month or in two months or in a year. But I think. Honestly, a year. I think you give her a year, a year's time. She beats the shit out of Valentina. I think she's going to take her down and and uh, do some things to her. But what do you think? What do you think about her performance and her future? So her performance was incredible. I thought uh, Andrade. I I don't know if she didn't respect her, but I guess she just didn't think she was as good as she actually was because you just saw the way she was throwing her strikes was so wild and just like everything was looping, everything was just wrap around sort of punches. And what impressed me about Blanchfield is it was right down the middle. Everything like you said, short straights, right up the middle and she was tagging her and like not necessarily hurting her but like buzzing her. Like whoa, like you yeah. saw Andrade like, "Oh my god." Like I think uh Paul Felder someone made mention of her chin's like right up in the air. Like she kind of like Blanchfield's chin wasn't wasn't exactly tucked either, but I mean, Andrade right. was like, it's like she had no respect for her striking ability whatsoever, and she found out the hard way that that's not that's not how this was going to go. I thought the takedown was incredible, man. That that sort of inside trip gets her to the ground, then she gives her back right away, and like you said, as she's getting up, you're like, oh, I'm good. She doesn't have hooks in yet. She wraps that choke in, Done. and then she's like, whoa, whoa, as she's fighting the hands, hooks get put in. She's now you're now she's like got your back arched and it's over, dude. It does out. doesn't matter. This this shit is over. Aaron Blanchfield is the truth. We have been telling you guys this for a while here on this podcast, and honestly, it was the it was the Miranda Maverick fight, right? Honestly, yeah. no, it literally was. I think we were Miranda Maverick, like we were big Miranda Maverick supporters, or, or at least like believers in her ability. And it was like if you could do that to her. And she just continually yeah. goes out there and does it to all these different girls. It's like, like, why? Who am I to say that you can't keep doing this? Like, who, and who's going to stop she, you? She came off that fucking absolute her debut. She destroyed Sarah Alpar, the the fade machine. Uh, she got thirty twenty fives. She threw like three hundred strikes, landed two hundred total. Like that's something you know you don't really see uh, in that in that division. So. And then to just piggyback off the Miranda Maverick win. It's funny Miranda Maverick was like looked the best. I think she ever looked pretty much in her in her career. Even though, even though she lost, I, you know, I think she arguably won. I had Macy Barber money line, and I was very happy that oh, night. Yeah. Macy Barber didn't do much after the what first round. So 
I, I thought Miranda Maverick looked awesome because, you know, in the fight before that, she, she was kind of going back and forth with Jillian Robertson. I thought she was going to put her out. Um, and then she comes out there and pretty much stops some of the hype, some of the hype that Macy Barber still had, but bad decision. Then she gets absolutely steamrolled by Aaron Blanchfield. And, uh, you know, the J.J. Aldridge fight, I, I saw some people, you know, try to try to make something of it. And there was people who were going to bet on her uh, against her, uh, you know, when she fought Molly McCann. And we, we saw what happened there. So yeah, that was an easy one for uh, both of us. Yeah. I mean, come on now. So, I mean, yeah, dude, she's uh, she's coming out here and she's getting the fucking job done. Um, I don't know what if they necessarily go right to Valentina, but I don't or, or the, the winner of Grosso Valentina. But I don't see how you don't three three uh, finishes in a row. Uh, you know, beating a big name like Jessica Andrade with the performance, you know, outstriking her before she took her down and, and, and made her instant attack. Uh, I don't know how you don't make that fight, you know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. I don't know what they really could. I mean, yeah, like right now, I guess you could redo that Talia Santos fight if you really wanted to, yeah. if she's ready to go. But again, like, if she I'm supposed to be this field, fight, right? Yeah, it was supposed to be those two, and then I guess Talia Santos had to pull out. Manu Faroe, who is she supposed to be fighting? She's, I think she's on the shelf with a shoulder injury. Is she? Okay, so wrong. So if that's but also like what you know, uh, what is what is Manon Firo done? You know, I yeah. I liked her uh, she when she human first got in that here. Fight. She was yeah at, at distance. She was getting outstruck in, in in some parts of that fight by Caitlin Chukagian, and you know, Chukagian's okay and all, but you know that's that's a bunch of decisions. Besides the Tabitha Ritchie fight and the Victoria Leonardo fight, and those, you know, those two are not. Tabitha Ritchie's way smaller, so I mean, her best win is is Chuk, and before that, Je- Jennifer Maya. Like, yeah, uh, Aaron Aaron Blanchfield's done way more. So, and let me just say, of all the possible contenders that uh, exist, uh, minus Talia Santos, I guess. Well, even even included, I think Blanchfield has the best chance to ups- upset Shevchenko. She has yeah. the perfect sort of – like Shevchenko, all, as as great of and dynamic as a striker as she is, she's not exactly powerful. She doesn't get people out of there, uh, you know, with, with one hit. Like she doesn't hurt girls and get them out of there. I mean, Lauren Murphy, she did the one time, but, you know. And, and that, she, took, that and, took a while, I believe, exactly. right? Four well, rounds, five I, rounds? I'm pretty sure. I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but – Yeah, end of the fourth. And, you know, the other the only one that people really remember to think of was Jessica, Jessica I, I, that, yeah. That even that would happen in the second round. So uh, after a very boring was, first round, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and not not to say lucky, but she hasn't really done that since, and she sent her in the also, orbit. Also, I, you know, <laughs> she was she, she was one of the least worthy candidates of that. Like that fight shouldn't have been made. Yeah, uh, you saw what Jessica I continued to do afterwards. So like you know, if you look at Valentina's recent tr- track history, what do you have? A couple decisions, uh, a close one that honestly, you know, I I, I think she won it, but uh, there were some people that. That made a case for Tyler Santos, and um, and then she has a couple finishes over. I, I think the the Andrade finish was was nice and was clean, but oh yeah, you know Andrade's uh, she's getting up there. She's, I'm not going to hate on her too much, but well, um, the thing is, you go through so like you said, you go through some of these, and it's like a lot of them are on the ground. You know, yeah. Andrade was on the ground. You know. Uh, Laura Murphy's was was hit then to the ground, and then Shukagian was the same deal, the crucifix on the yep. ground. I highly doubt that she'll be able to do that to Aaron Blanchfield. So, yeah. and, Aaron Blanchfield's strong. Yeah, like like she doesn't seem like it because she's not you know jacked. She kind of has like a a basic build. You know if that 
Sounds right. Yeah. Like, you know, she's built. She, she's built like a twenty-three-year-old. Like she's she, not absolutely she, jacked like you see some of these no. girls. Like, yeah. But she's she's got good size. Like when she uh, stood in she, there she, when they did the face-to-face before the fight, I said, "Oh my god!" Like I already knew. Like I looked at the the numbers and everything, but I was just like, "She's just a bigger human than Jessica Andrade." So I was like, "She's gonna Jessica's in for some trouble tonight. Like whether she wins or loses, she's gonna. It's not gonna be easy." And we. Yeah. I mean, She's, I think she matches up well with Valentina, like you said, though. Um, I think Valentina's hands, like her hands herself, like I think she has some good, solid boxing. She doesn't get hit much. Uh, her defense is really good, but I think, honestly, I, I don't really think she has any you know, di- dynamite in her hands. I think she no. has some good, short, straight shots, and she, she works a jab. I do worry about the kicking game. Yes. Andra was getting a lot of kicks off uh, against Blanchfield. Blanchfield's throwing her some kicks as well, but I think she needs to throw a little bit more. Valentina throws some nasty ones. Quick, too. So, I mean... Let's say they, you know, Valentina runs through Alexa Grasso, and I, I think she does because, uh, you know, I think Alexa's tough and, and pretty solid all around. I don't think she's really better in any specific area at all. Maybe, maybe her boxing, strict boxing, but I don't, I don't know. I don't even know about that. You know, I don't know about the, the speed and power. I don't even think she has an advantage. Maybe the speed. Uh, I, I'm rooting for her. I love Alexa Grasso. I'm rooting for her heavy, but I, I think she, she loses a fairly easy decision or maybe gets finished late. Um, and that's coming up. So we'll see, you know, maybe in a couple months, if it gets booked right away, why can't Aaron Blanchard make another big jump, you know, with kicks or defense or or, her boxing? Uh, I'm all in. I know you are, you are too. Yeah. I mean, there's really, like you said, there's really no reason to not believe in her or think that something will happen to the contrary. Like it's, she just continually goes out there and, and takes care of business. I mean, she was a favorite in this fight, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, I don't know. Or if no, she I'm sorry. She, she, yeah, it was right. It was so. It was right down the did, middle. Did it was, it, we got okay, it plus one fifteen. I, I think it wound up closing. Yeah, it was like even. I but. saw a lot of people got her earlier in the week. It was like Wednesday or Tuesday. My plus one fifty. Yeah, fucking, that's insane. Ah, pissed because I, I saw it and I was like being a bit. I'm like, oh man, she might get knocked out. Um, and then as we got closer, I'm like, no, nah, I think you know, I think she's got. It. I I got her plus one fifteen. Yeah, so. I, I saw people taking that. her, uh, taking Andrade. They, they saw that as like an opportunity to go to the opposite side and take her. And, yeah, and, and honestly, I like the the thought process. I've done that before, but it's just like there's certain matchups where it's just this isn't the right one. And, and Andrade was on a sort of a short notice fight. That you know, in theory, I mean, she had just gotten uh, done another fight. Was like probably still in great shape. I mean, who'd she just fight? Lauren Murphy, you know, in January. So, I mean, it wasn't like she was in horrible shape or was out of camp, but it's, you know, it's a quick bounce back to then fight somebody like Aaron Blanchfield. You know, Lauren Murphy is no Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron Blanchfield is a legit contender, a legit uh, future, you know, a stalwart in the in the flyweight division. And I don't, you know, I, hey, man, uh, you you guys will hear it from us for, for the next every time she fights where we are big time believers in her. And uh, she looked good. She looked so good on fucking Saturday night, man. She really did. Um, I guess we should uh, keep it moving, though. Uh, uh, yeah, like the, with with the rest, like you said, I, I think Shevchenko takes care of business. So that leaves Santos, who I don't think they would run back and give her a title shot immediately. They have uh, Manny Ferro, who you you said is hurt, and I think she is hurt. Uh, I, I've heard that before, but. And then Chuk is just chilling there, so Chuk can fight somebody if they if they need her because she's not fighting for any title anytime soon. Alexa Grasso and then Lauren Murphy, so it's literally up there right for the taking for Aaron Blanchfield. Casey O'Neill's getting back in there soon too as well. So 
I saw her. She's supposed to fight somebody. I don't remember the name, but uh, was it? Yeah, was it Hebos? No, no, it wasn't. Fuck, I forget. Yeah, I remember. Uh, it might, it might have been Vivi, or it might have been somebody not ranked. I just can't remember. I thought it was. Manon Firo did get knee surgery in November, so I don't there think you she's. Go. So that answers that. She's on the shelf for a little bit. Uh, it'd be Jennifer Maya for. Uh, Casey yeah, O'Neill at UFC 286, the night of the Usman uh, fight. So we spent enough time on this. We could talk all day about these uh, these gals. Um, let's keep it moving. It's it's good to see. Hey man, it's good to see these contenders coming up because sometimes these women's divisions get a little stale, uh, especially yeah. 25. You know when when you have these champions who've been reigning for so long, you don't really get you don't take any of these uh, contenders seriously, and it's just like oh, okay, like like we just said, Shevchenko, she's fighting Chuk again. Like okay, who cares? You know, like you go through yeah. all these names. At least now we have a couple of these names coming through that are. Uh, I mean, even Tatiana Suarez is going to be a, a factor in twenty five. You know, in theory, she'll be fighting this upcoming weekend. What a four year layoff, like five, like a crazy. You know, had back surgery, all sorts of shit going on, but. Yeah, glad she's back though, because she's one of the highly more skilled, I think, women. I, I mean, you know, we'll see how she looks now after I think back and neck. Yeah, she uh, had problems. some serious issues. Um, so you know that wrestling though is is you know she can be a special uh, a wrestling specialist and go very far just off that. So Zach Pauga took care of business against Jordan Wright. I think it was a thirty twenty seven, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was a twenty nine twenty eight thrown in the mix. There you there. go. Of course. Of course, who was that? Probably Derek Cleary. It uh, was not. It was it was Eric Cologne. Oh, Derek Cleary had thirty twenty seven. Oh, yeah. all right. That, thanks. Also, Derek. there was a ten nine for the for the Andrade side, and that was from Mike Bell for the first round. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe I, I don't. I don't think that that's all that crazy. It was kind of right up the middle. This is funny because it was Mike, Mr. Michael, Mr. Bell. Michael Bell, of course, taking care of business for us. But Zach Poga, not impressed. Let me just go out and say that not impressed. I haven't been impressed. He's very. Um, he kind of gassed out very early on in this fight, and it's matched up. Thank God he was fighting Jordan Wright because Jordan Wright also gasses <laughs> out in the first three minutes of a fight. Also and, gets uh, cut up all it, the time. Yeah, th- this was horrifically boring. Garbage. All he right. just le- he had eight minutes and forty seconds of control time, and okay. by control time they mean hugging against yeah, the cage. Exactly. Just um, leaned him up against the cage and did nothing with it. He didn't. He didn't get one take. It was zero for six. Like, he couldn't even get a takedown on Jordan Wright. That was so sad. Honestly. I, I'm more. Uh, I uh, I left that fight more upset with Zach Pauga than Jordan Wright. Hell yeah, Jordan I, Wright's Jordan Wright's moving up. That's what I said. That's what I exact. I literally said that to uh, one of my buddies. I was like, dude, he's like, like I, I I all we all the time talk about the fade machine Jordan Wright, but he at least like he left this fight like he went the distance. He got like it, he's stopped. Something he's up. never done. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy. I believe know? in and, him more than I did uh, before this weekend. <laughs> Hey, in total strikes, like I think they counted like the little small little ones that you know you throw in a clinch. He was one ninety nine of two sixty one. So I guess there's your silver lining. And I'll give him credit, man. You go to take him down, he makes you pay for it. He's yeah. throwing those elbows right on the side of your head. He's throwing those hammer fists right down onto the side of your head, and he is making you pay for it. But I mean, that's four I, in a row. Four in a row for you. I forget. Boy. I forget. Yeah, I think they caught him, but I, give him another chance. I think, you know, short notice, he comes in there and gets slept by somebody. Let him fight Hurricane Ike. Yeah, or, you know. Run, uh, run it back with Dusko. <laughs> nah, I mean, he's false to some fucking bumps. Let's just be honest. He, nah. He's at 205. Him and Johnny Walker. Why not? Yeah, John, Johnny could do the fucking worm on him after he finishes <laughs> him. 
Those guys are like very similar in their skills. Except Johnny Walker is yeah. just a better version of him. It, it, Jordan Wright, it, Johnny Walker is what Jordan Wright wishes he could be. Wow, what a thing to wish for! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, listen, Palga, great, you know, great win for you, pal. Uh, boring Bum. as shit, uh, good win, but you know, uh, he's on the fade list as well. So that yep. that's the good, you know, is always a good thing about this. You get some information. We lost our round one bet, knew it right away that that was wasn't yeah. going to hit. I just because he was he was just shooting. Takedown after takedown, and wasn't even coming close to getting them. And then, he, like you said, he was just hugging them up against the fence, and that was that. But how about Jamal Pogues? Jamal Pogues getting a unanimous decision victory against Josh Parmesan Parisian. Uh, not you know, neither one of these guys is good. Uh, Josh, really? I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, you leave. You left it thinking that Pogues is going to be the double champ. Jamal smoke a Pogue. Uh, Mike Bell also gave the second round to Josh Parisian. So. I thought Parisian he, came on strong at the end, though, right? He had him down. He was like clubbing him at, at the very clubbing. end of this fight, trying to try, get it. yeah, trying to club his ass. But uh, I mean, listen, Jamal Pogues, he he really didn't do much for me. I mean, he has some power. He he was he was quick. I mean, he was fighting Josh Parisian though, so yeah, some uh, takedowns. But he got taken down, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. He did get some. <laughs> his takedowns were well timed. I'll, I'll give him that, but. I mean, you could have timed it. I mean, you know, I don't want to disrespect too much, but it's Josh Parisian, and the guy, like yeah. you said, almost died before this. So <laughs> I don't, I don't put much stock into all that. Uh, this one, this, and as bad as bad as this card was from beginning to end, for the most part, you know, with some minor uh, pieces of good, you know, some good shit going on. The early this, prelims were good. This Marcin Prochnia William Knight fight was fucking horrendous, man. I, I, I swear to God, I've never watched a fight like that. That that was one of the worst fights I've ever seen, ever. Yeah, and I think no, no, like William Knight, he gave me like the those Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis vibes, where it was like. I, I I hear you know I'm gonna let you g- get into this because I could I'm gonna have like a 15 minute rant if I don't stop myself because th- this was like he did nothing man he had no intention on winning this fight whatsoever and I even think Paul Felder or somebody said this like this is one of the some of the worst like effort I've ever seen from someone trying to win a fight like it's he had no like he did not want to be there this is the last place on earth he wanted to be on Saturday night and it's just you know sometimes it's like that when you're betting the wrong side I mean this guy comes in. Absolutely shredded, and he's just standing there eating leg kicks the whole fight. And then he starts limping around. It's like I don't know. Yeah, he uh, he threw a total of thirty three total strikes. Are you and, like and, and any like... any kind of movement of a strike being thrown, he thirty three is what he threw and landed eight. He only threw two strikes per minute. That's insane. Just one jab and one leg kick every two minutes. Um, I mean, is that like is that like the one of the worst performances ever by a single fighter in a in, in a in a fight that went to like I guess other than getting like knocked out in two seconds, could you have a worse performance? He was I, 0 of thirteen significant strikes to the head. I almost think this is worse than that, and not for your health, but just off of like the uh, like like uh, I guess public. I mean, perception. you wasted everybody's time, your trainers, your sparring partners. Everybody, like you should be cut from that. Like you're not even try. Like, that. I mean, seriously, he he didn't land a headshot. Also, Mercy and Prochnio, not the you know, 
ignore him because at least he went forward and did stuff. But all he did was throw leg kicks. Yeah. <laughs> so, there was nine significant head strikes landed in this fight combined. That is insane. And like you said, though, he let down like all of his coaches, all of his training partners, his like any any fans he had. It was losing is one thing, man. You know, losing happens. These guys, this is the UFC. These guys are tough as fuck. There's nothing wrong with that, man. But it seems like when you just have lack, effort, you didn't even try. Yeah, like that's what it's like. Where where then I get upset and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, man? Like, what are you doing? And I get that there's grave consequences to going in, and he can't just wildly run in and knock him out. But it literally seemed from the beginning of the fight, the way his posture was, the way he was walking towards him, like he just was like disgusted that this man was throwing leg kicks at him, but he was just eating them. And he was just like, then all of a sudden his legs stopped working. It's like, no shit, man. Well, yeah. What did you think this guy was going to do? Did you think he was just going to stand there and let you, let you send him into the shadow realm? Like, you're going to have to go forward. You're going to have to mix your strikes up, throw something like... And his, his team's yelling at him, like, yo, we got to go, man. Like, are, are you going to fight? And he just never did. He literally never did. He threw, like like you said, yeah. 33 total strikes from beginning to end. 15 minutes he spent in the octagon <sighs> across from someone who was throwing shit at him the whole time. I mean, Prochnia was throwing spinning shit. He was fucking, like, like you said. Like, his he, foot? Yeah. Thing was oh, exactly. Up. And that's part of the reason why he couldn't even do anything in that third, like, last part of the fight like his foot was fucked up and William Knight didn't do anything about it he just kept standing there didn't even switch stances yeah. I... he, he didn't do any three in a row three L's in a row he has landed 21 strikes in both fights before this against Devin Clark and Marcin, Marcin Maxime Grishin both fights went to the third round the Grishin fight went to distance 21 that's 42 plus eight, 50 combined strikes landed in his last 43 minutes that's crazy. I mean, how do you not get cut? He misses weight. He's bouncing up and down. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't know how he's not. A, I mean, honestly, he should just be at heavyweight. He can do. He can do this and win a fight at heavyweight. You know, like a little bit more, obviously, than than what he did this weekend. But I don't know why he's at two hundred five. He's you know he's five foot what nine eight ten. Um, he's jacked beyond belief. Maybe he should just start like you know an OnlyFans or something. I don't know. Or maybe just get rid of some. Like, how about we stop lifting so many weights? About yeah, maybe we, there's you know too many muscles. I honestly, I don't even think it, literally. It's we're just talking about all the wrong things right now. It's more of a mindset. It, it's, yeah, he's, he's just terrible. there's something he's like not a fighter. something was wrong. I I, I said that uh, like to you know my friend. When we were watching the fight. I'm like, Dude, listen, you don't you don't have all the like you don't train that that long. Get in the octagon and then you just do so, like something like that. Like that is just like so mental. So like I mean, who knows what he's got going on in his life? I mean, it literally, that's what it literally the only thing I can think yeah. of. I'm just like that guy's not here right now. This doesn't matter to him at all. He it just yeah. it didn't seem like he cared at all. And then I guess it was he make a video like saying that people were sending death threats to him or something like that. After I mean, that's I mean, just, obviously that's you know obviously that's something that it, I, I hate that it I accept it. I'm like yeah, it just kind of is what it is. And that, I mean, it's fucked up and it shit. It is fucked up. Also, don't. I, I think just don't look your phone. Don't look your phone and especially focus on. Especially if you, especially if you put on a like, you know what you did. It's not, it's not like he's like, you know, I I tried out there. You, you didn't. <laughs> like if you had an injury, that's one thing. Um, but goddamn, you know, I don't want to shit on the guy too much because I are you know, it's not like he had these expectations to be. So we we saw his last couple fights, very boring. Oh yeah, know. but like we said, to be it, fair, not very good. But like. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. That was just like very, very pathetic. At a certain you point, know, it really wasn't ben about Askren, to win the loss. It, it, yeah, it was, Ben Askren's off the hook for like most pathetic performance. I, you know, off because of that. So yeah, at least he was going for it. As ugly as it yeah. looked, he, he was still rolling around on his back against Damian Maya, and then you know, uh, I guess the Jake Paul fight wasn't even long enough to get anything from. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, like you said, I don't want to shit on this guy too long. I could just keep talking about this, but it's just uh, disappointing. I guess is the best way to uh, say it, and he might get cut because of it. it. Literally, not only that, like you said, he's got three straight losses, and he hasn't exactly had any sort of momentum behind him. At all during these, uh, the nightmare, the nightmare. You know, like he, it was not something <laughs> like, oh, nightmares. well, like what about what he did to, you know, Fabio Charant? It's okay, uh, water buffalo. Yeah, you know, what about how he knocked out Cody Brunage? Okay, man, uh, good. It was on the Contender Series. All right, let's keep it moving. I, 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 I <laughs> still upset. Still upset. Alexander Hernandez unanimous decision victory over Jim Miller. Thought we were gonna get the sub at the very end. You know, almost had him. Uh, Almost had his back. Almost snuck in that choke. This fight was mainly contested on the feet. Thought Jim Miller did some good work, but Alex Hernandez was just better on the uh, feet. Yeah, he actually looked good. You know, going the full, full fight. It got a little dicey at the very end, but he—I I don't think he was really in. No, uh, in the choke fully, but I, you know, for the Jim Miller sub bet, you uh, you had a little bit of a, yeah. little bit of a chance. That thing was cooked. Uh, I thought. Night. Yeah, I thought he won one of the first two rounds. He only got a 29-28 from Derek Cleary. The other two were 30-27. But, yeah, I mean, Hernandez was landing the bigger shots. He was landing very a- more accurately than Jim Miller. Jim Miller was coming in a little wild, and he didn't really have any sting behind it. Um, yeah, it was honestly a pretty decent fight. I enjoyed it. So did I. Der- Jim Miller's a fucking boss. Like, the fact that he's still hanging around, like, I- I'm not going to say he's great or anything, but he was, like, never like, – he was never a champion. He was never really a contender. So, like, the fact that, you know, he was never elite and has still managed to hang around for as long as he is, like, and he's not bad. You know, like, he went to distance with a, a young fighter who puts people out usually. He beat Cowboy. He beat Nicholas Moda. One slept him. Uh, he had a three-fight winning streak. Um, you know, he hasn't lost. He's lost to some average fighters. But he's also, I mean, look at his career. It, you know, it, it speaks for itself. He, he One time he fought Dustin Poirier, then Anthony Pettis, then Trinaldo, who was in his prime, then Dan Hooker. And then he took a took a fight off, then fights Oliveira. So he's a legend in my book, uh, and he's still. He, there's no reason that he can't, you know, get a couple more fights and break some records that I think he already has. Yeah, yeah. It was um, one of those where you're just you thought the fight was going to play out a different way, and once you saw what the way it was playing out, you're just like, okay, we're cooked. You know, so, yeah. especially <laughs> gambling wise. I, I just root for Jim Miller. Just, I for the most part root for the old guys because I. Hate the way some of them just get put to sleep and the and the you know sent off that way. But it's good to see Jim Miller still surviving and thriving. Uh, Nadim or Nazim, I'm sorry, Sadikov, with one of the nastier cuts I've seen in, in a fight, which I don't even know how it happened the way it happened. But he gets Evan Elder out of there in the first 30 seconds of the third round on a doctor stoppage. I've never seen a doctor get called in right away and go, "Yup." Nope, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't even give it a second. He's like, yo, that thing is cooked. The, the cut was, I believe, right on the eyelid. Seemed like like Brutal. a toenail. Like, I don't even know, man. It just was so bizarre. But they stopped that shit right away, and Nazim gets a, uh, gets that inside the distance for me, even if it was kind of uh, cheap. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't win- I feel bad for Evan Elder, honestly. He, he put on a good sh- – I mean, he got 50K, and I don't know if you saw the video where he uh, found out he got 50K from his trainer, and he, like, was in complete shock. Uh, he should have got the win too. I mean, 
I think a headbutt is what caused it, is what Sadikov said after the fight. I think this was a pretty good fight. They both looked good. Sadikov a little wild. Um, yeah, dude, that was that – was dis- Mark Smith, as soon as he saw it, was like, yeah, we got to – hold on. This this looks a little big. <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I mean, you've seen it when they walked a the guy in, like the Diaz fight where they were looking at him and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know. That guy walked right in and was like, whoa, yep, uh, yeah, we're good. We're good here. Let's get him out of here. <laughs> See ya. And they called that shit right away and, uh, you know, good for the inside of distance bet. Uh, I like the way – Nazim was fighting, but I mean, Evan, like you said, Evan Elder, it's it's a shame for him because he looked good. This isn't like he wasn't the same guy who, you know, not that he like got cooked in the Preston Parsons fight, but I think I imagine he took that on short notice. That's what it seems like. A lot of these UFC debuts from these guys you've never heard of are on short notice, and they look a lot better in those in that second fight when they get, uh, you know, a little bit more experience and they know what to expect getting in there. But yeah, I felt I felt bad because like you. You kind of said like you thought he could have won a decision, right? Kind of thought it could have gone either way. He, I mean, he won the first two rounds on, yeah. on all the judges' scorecards. Oh, he did. So, yeah, okay, I mean, damn, I didn't know that. Uh, brutal if you had him, honestly, because I, I, it's it, Sadikov said after the fight it wasn't a knee, which it looked like a knee at the time, but then it, the way it happened, I, I we couldn't see it really. They didn't. I mean, the the ju- um, commentators couldn't even see it until like he turned because fighting the way he was fighting, oh, I couldn't yeah. see it. Me either. I, I know we couldn't see it. Uh, it took Mark Smith, I think, obviously was right there, and then he was like, "Whoa!" He yeah, kept he staring like, at it, and he's like, "Wait, what the fuck?" So it <laughs> seems like I don't honestly. I would love to see how it even like how it started and then how it just burst. Because dude, that that thing was huge, and again, like I, I can't get over it. Just kind of everyone was like, didn't even see it, and they're like, "Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa!" As soon whoa. as he like turned, because he was fighting southpaw. As soon as he like turned. They're like, oh, the doctor's coming in. They, uh, Larisenko thought it was a low blow is why they, the Mark Smith stepped in. Yeah. Like, nobody really knew what happened. And then he turned. You're like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> you heard Paul Felder go, oh, my God. What? Oh, his, <laughs> eye, his eye's open. You're like, oh, boy, this isn't good. Uh, I mean, I, that's just the, the sick thing about betting this stuff, though, is I'm in my I'm in my house going, like, with a little fist pump going, yeah, yes, yes. Like, all right. Uh, like, uh, oh, look at that eye. Like, I'm waving my hands above my head. Like, get him out of there. Get him out of there. And then, <laughs> Stop it. Oh, yeah. man, he stopped it already. Oh, yeah. So we get that inside the distance bet. But uh, tough, tough way for Evan Elder to go out in, his, in the second UFC fight. Um, Myra Buena Silva. This was one of my favorite uh, ones that I bet this weekend. Lena Landsberg just fed me a knee bar at the end of that second round to cash out this bet. I should have just took sub. Cause I'm I'm too pussy. Cause I knew this is literally she just rolls around on the ground, and looks for subs the whole time for the most part. Uh, her grappling's good. She gets takedowns and everything, but this is seems like her easiest path to victory. And you know what is it? Two times in a row, three of the last four. Well, now that, that's actually not a uh, UFC. She's fight, but. she's not young. Uh, she's just past it. You know, she the only thing she tries throwing is elbows. Yeah, uh, four. Four in a row, and I mean the one fight that went 15, 15 minutes. Decision the the Sarah McMahon, Sarah McMahon fight. She landed one significant strike. She's getting smashed one. the whole time. Yeah. Um. So she's uh she's about donezo. Well, I hope she fights again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I really do because it seems like she has been a great source of uh finances. The elbow queen, she calls herself. Uh, but sure. we need some more inside the distance. She she is tough though, for the most part. She's not easily easy to get out of there. She just kind of 
lapse of judgment for a little bit in this one, and Myra was able to grab onto that knee and get her out of there. It was a nasty knee bar. She got it. Yeah, it looked, that didn't look good. Yeah, it didn't look good. <laughs> she didn't even have to push too, put too much pressure on it. She just had her knee locked in there, and it was – thanks for coming. But uh, how about Jamal Emmers? I mean, let me let me just go out and say right away though, this Ash Kebab guy, not good. All right, he's not that guy was not good at all. But I don't want to take that to take away from Jamal Emmers. Jamal Emmers is has every possible skill you need to be a good, high quality UFC fighter. He he has been like you talked about, man, in some tough matchups. You know, he the the Pat Sabatini fight, the Giga Chikatse fight. Like these are guys who are very. Highly skilled, especially in one thing or another. I mean, Pat Sabatini, crazy jiu-jitsu. Giga Chikatse, crazy, uh, you know, kickboxing. But he even, he won, I mean, it was a split decision. He won it on one of the cards against Giga. And, you know, we haven't seen yeah. Giga in a while, though. But I guess I say all that to say we, I kind of, I guess, underestimated Jamal coming into this fight. And I apologize. I will never just blindly bet a Russian ever again. This guy, what, he has 4 million followers on Instagram or something. You can, you can tell that's what it's all about. It's, uh... He just yeah, came I mean, in that, trying that to kill record, this guy. Yeah, he throws a lot of spinny shit, and that's a very uh, not a great sign. Uh, twenty twenty three, no, not twenty six. Um, oh, guess he needed to fight the that. highest. No, that's why I I think I I said it last week. I think uh, not not the highest quality of opponents. <clears throat> no, I mean you. I, I, I feel it, you go back and after this, and you you feel so stupid. I mean, you just fought a guy who was three and out. Uh, what was I thinking? And that was in twenty twenty. <laughs> like I just kind of. Yeah, you know, I, I go went against my system. It happens sometimes. Just, just because he was Russian, I got blinded by his Russian beard, and I just yeah. saw the record. And I, that was such a, a sucker's bet. And I want to apologize to everyone out there because it, 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 Jamal Emers was the easy, easy money here. He really if was. He was legit. He would have been. He would have been minus money. Let's yeah, be you're right. Or was he? No. Um, That's what I thought. Emers was the favorite. I, I thought this Ashkabob guy was. Let me see. Let's see. Because now I'm like, I'm questioning. Uh, yeah, Ashkabov was the favorite. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we got so, yeah, inside that, the distance guess, at, at a little bit of plus money. It wasn't. I guess that was a bit of a sucker's bet. But you know, hey, I've had a bunch of those. It even went up by the time the fight went down. You had it at minus one forty on here. Yep. On what was that Thursday or Friday? And by the time the fight went off, he was minus one ninety on Caesars. You know, My, minus one sixty two. So it went up just a little bit on Fanduel. Like, yeah, it's. I mean, he just wasn't good. Let me just I, – I can't stress that enough. It's just that that record is fraudulent. And maybe he comes back and he can beat someone who's, you know, not the Jamal Emmer's level. I don't know what is there at 45 for him, but I was just like, whoa, this guy. I mean, you know, Like you said, he throws hard, throws a lot of spinning shit, kind of gasses himself up but doesn't really get that tired. But he doesn't really – he just – he wasn't – the takedowns weren't even that good. Like, they were, like, amateurish, you know? Like, where you don't see these guys from Russia come over like that. And, like, they're able to get a hand. They get a hold of some guys, and they, they're going down. This was not the case at all. Jamal's a tough guy, though. He's long. He's got good good grappling, good takedown defense. So, maybe it's just more. For me, I underestimated him, and I shouldn't have. But Yep. Felipe Linz. This one, we let this slip. We let this go by uh, very, very quickly in the night, and... 49 seconds, Felipe Lins gets OSP's Juicy Cakes out of there. And, yeah, I mean. (laughs) Juicy Cakes. That should be his nickname. (laughs) Oh, man. No, but 
Felipe Linz, it seems like he, when we first saw him, he was like this like porky guy, right? Am I, am I remembering that correctly? Or at least he wasn't like, it seems like now he's jacked, man. This guy is a fucking unit, and it seems like his skills have come along now where he's at least, you know, he's not going to, I don't know. Like, I don't want to put too much stock into him beating OSP, but it just, he, he, he looked dangerous. He looked really dangerous on Saturday night. And as soon as the, the they walked, they showed them walking out and everything, I was like, oh, man, I missed one. That's first thing I said was like, oh, boy, like, I went to the FanDuel real quick to fire one in because I was like, he's going to cook this guy. And he was right. It, it was right. It just, I guess we thought maybe the OSP had some old, old school magic in him if you got a, a hold of him. We didn't believe in Felipe enough, but. Yeah, Felipe, Felipe Lynch uh, has 20 fights, I believe, in his career. Do you want to guess how many canceled fights he has? Oh, my God. How many? I, this, there, I, 14. I, and a lot of them in the UFC. Four fights in the UFC. Eight canceled fights in the UFC. Yeah, Ben Rothwell 65 times, right? <laughs> yeah, back to back to back to back. He was supposed to fight OSP be- twice before this. Uh, and he was like, you know what? No more cancellations. I'm canceling you. Um, I like that. Poor Pete Prochnia. Yeah. He got, he got yeah. But uh, Lynch is also like 38, 37. He does hit hard. But, yeah, we'll see. And Prochnia was on the main card. Figure that. OSP's on the prelims. What the fuck is yep. going on there? But I guess who cares, right? Uh, AJ Fletcher with a nasty guillotine of Greenbow. Greenbow was not good. We 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 predicted this uh, quite well. Absolute unit, and he presented a little bit of problems for AJ Fletcher in the beginning of the fight because AJ kind of was playing the back game a little bit. And eventually, he was. I think he knew he had. But I mean, Greenbow was gonna. Apparently, that was his way to of path to victory was grappling, which I didn't know. I didn't really look much into Mister uh, the answer, but uh, I he didn't, didn't have many answers. He so. didn't have many answers once AJ Fletcher started uh, grappling as well. And uh, AJ Fletcher gets a victory here, gets that inside the distance, and cash us out, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He was supposed to fight Billy Goff, not to be confused with Jared Goff. Yeah, good old Billy. Billy Goff, who is what eight and two, so that would have been more of a, uh, a better matchup for both of them, I'd say. But yeah, how about Clayton Carpenter? This guy uh, got taken down very early on by Mister Ronderos, but he was able to sweep him. Uh, I believe he almost had a triangle, then an armbar. Yeah, and, and then, then he got rear naked. and then he got a rear naked after the sweep and got got to his back and uh, pretty nasty, nasty stuff on the ground for Mister Carpenter. Uh, don't like you getting taken down like that by Juan Camilo Ronderas, but one hundred, yeah, one hundred. But I don't, you know, well, I, I can't. What am I going to sure. sit here and start nitpicking a victory where you subbed the guy in three <laughs> minutes? Uh, it was a great win for Clayton Carpenter. Yeah, he looks like he has a little bit, a bit of a little specialist, yeah, side to him. So we'll see. I mean, he's still young. He looks super young. Um, we'll see what he can do going forward. What? what oh man, my laptop's having a. An aneurysm. I don't know what division was this at. Let's see. Was it lightweight? Or uh, flyweight? This was flyweight, yeah. So that, that's what yeah. intrigued me the most about it. Yeah, so, you know, 5'6". He looked like a pretty decently sized flyweight, honestly. So in a generally weak division or a division that has guys coming and going, yeah, why not? That jiu-jitsu looked nice. So yeah. uh, he's got my attention. But uh, I guess I just never like to see a guy end up because you're not going to be fighting Ronderos all the time. 
And if uh, some of these other guys get on top of you, it's going to be a problem. And no matter how long you are or how much tricky shit you can pull off, you know, at the higher levels of of MMA, you rarely see dudes getting subs off their back. It's just not a uh, a high high likelihood, I guess I should say. It's not not like it doesn't happen, but it's just not, not easy. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not common. So, but I'm intrigued, Mr. Carpenter, Clayton Carpenter. Uh, do, what, Talk to me. What's this What's this gentleman's nickname? Concrete. Concrete. Oh yeah. Oh man. Concrete Clayton <laughs> Carpenter. Hell he has a couple. Yeah. He has a couple sick regional scene head kicks that were just brutal too. So, yeah. love that. I think we, we might have some fans here. Wish we would have saw uh, a boost uh, Magomedov get in there against uh, GM three on this card. That would have been yeah, that'd be fun. A boost is scary. Yeah, uh, Carlston Harris was supposed to fight Brahimaj on this fight. That actually would have been nice. Uh, and then we lost Joe Selecki and Benoit Saint Denis on this card. That would have been oh. awesome. But I guess that's it for this card. Uh, the I thought the fight of the night was Jim Miller and Alex Hernandez, but they gave it to Sadiqov and Elder. I think not a bad thing to give Elder some extra bread because uh, yeah, he was going to win, exactly. and then he kind of gets screwed out of his money. So and then he lost him. an eye. And then he almost lost an eye. Uh, Lena Landsberg versus Myro Buena Silva, performance of the night to Bueno Silva. And Blanchfield gets 50K for her performance of the night against Jessica Andrade. So... Nothing wrong with that. I just would have saw had a different fight of the night. I thought Jim Moore in that fight was awesome, but maybe that's just the uh, the nostalgic uh, UFC fan in me. But that's it. We got we got fights coming up this weekend. I guess a quick, quick, quick preview. Uh, there's really not any news to uh, talk about. I see they're going to make Jarzinho and Jolton Almeida. Did you see that? Oh, Jolton. Absolutely inside the Give distance. me the money he, on that. He's, he's going to take, take him down as soon as he tries. Fuck him up yeah. on the ground. He's, it's it's, <laughs> it's be, honestly, if he wanted to stand, I don't I, I don't want him to because if he if he wants to just wrestle, he would be like minus five hundred thousand. He's going to take him down so easily. It's gonna, yeah, he's gonna he's, he's gonna time it perfectly where Jarzino you know swings wild and then just goes down like a stack of potatoes. And uh, I don't know how he's going to do it. Uh, you know, submission or just just five million ground. I don't know. Um, by destruction. That's why we, yeah, we will take, we will take uh, first round via carnage is what we will take. We will cash that bitch out. Maybe second round, maybe just inside the distance, but well, something. I know we're gonna have a big, big play on that one. I don't know who else is uh, on there, or uh, I didn't see. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I had saved on here that I wanted to talk about. Um, Matt Brown, Court McGee, in the battle of the old guys. That, I actually did want to talk about that, but. I mean, I love Matt Brown. You know, we'll see. Carolina's not done. Uh, um, I guess I thought Carolina Kovalkiewicz was going to eventually be done. She's fighting Vanessa Demopoulos, so that's happening. Ed Herman and Zach Cummings wow, are fighting. Yep. An- another, uh, you know, turn back the time machine. Uh, Kyle Bahio, I think this was made already, but he's fighting Michael Olkstachuk. That's a bit. That's going to be a bit tough. I, I think he's going to get takedowns, but if he stands with Mister Olkstachuk, he might go down. Yeah, I don't like that for as a, as a uh, Kayo uh, supporter, but not to say it couldn't happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Paul Daly boxing Marcus Perez. That'll happen on yeah. uh, Game Bread Boxing, uh, whatever you want to call it. They're adding that to the <laughs> to the list. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, two eighty five should be good. What do you what think? Doing? I love the I love the main card so, and the prelims even. 
What are we looking at for that? That's the John. John Jones. and Cyril. Okay. Val and Grosso, Jeff Neal, Shavkot, Jalen Turner, Gamrot. Yep. And then Bo Nickel and, uh, you know, Jamie Pickett obviously shouldn't be on the main card, but Bo Nickel will get anybody excited. Brunson and DDP. Yeah. Vivienne awesome. is fighting He Boss. I mixed that up earlier. Uh, and Cody Garbrandt against Trevor Jones. I mean, yeah. somebody might go to sleep to whoever lands the first big shot. Ian Gary Machado. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can have. <laughs> He's back. Um, Jessica Penne, Tabitha Ritchie. Um, the younger Bosch Rot's back. Uh, Cameron Simon's probably going to lose. I think that's a fade machine right there. Actually, no, he's pretty good. He's fighting Mana Martinez. That should be a really good good fight. We, uh, we're big Mana Martinez guys. Uh, 286, not as good, but that main event's going to be awesome. The co-main's going to be awesome. That's about it, though, for that, for that card. Gunnar Nelson's on the main card. I thought he was done. Yeah, so. they roll him out every time they go over to the... Uh... <laughs> so, they dig him out. Yeah, they dig him up. To London, Ireland, Scotland, any of those places, they just go, "Yo, Gunner, what are you, Goonie? What are you doing?" And they roll him out, and uh. he gets fucking <laughs> smashed by somebody, or he just holds some dudes. I think the last time I saw him out there, he was fighting some Asian dude. One of the last times, and he uh, just sat on the guy's back the whole time. And I think he won. Seven looks to be uh, building something good. It's going to be in Miami. Yeah. I kind of want to, you know, see if I can go to there. But it's probably going to be very expensive. The fight night after that is going to be in Kansas City. Honestly, it looks really good. I like it. I, if you When you go to other cities for fight night, you have to you know at least have a bunch of uh, good matchups, like a Brandon Roy Val, Mateus Nicolau. I could you know, well, sign like me up. Tanner, Bo- Tanner Bozier moving down to light heavyweight. Take on Ian Kudalaba. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> Lando Venata's back against Mr. Zell Huber. Remember, he let us down mightily in his debut. Um, Barbosa Billy Q signed me up. Max and Arnold Allen, so I go on all day. You know, there's, there's so many fights, so many cards, it seems like, nowadays. So many fighters, so many just, so much going on. And we'll have stuff like this weekend and last weekend that are kind of like, you know, watered down. A lot of these Certainly. cards are watered down, unfortunately. And it's it's tough to, to get through some of these, but I'll be honest, the, I thought Saturday's card, although as bad as it was, it had me intrigued because this is the part of the year where they can kind of put on those garbage cards because they're not really competing with anything else. You, what are you going to watch? Uh, TCU versus Oklahoma State basketball or something like that? Like on a, a hey, Saturday hey, night. TCU Kansas tonight, baby. Uh, well, Don't disrespect the Big Twelve. Well, yeah, you know, uh, unless I really have uh, money on the line or a dog in the race, I'm not watching a uh, college basketball game. If I, you know. Oh yes, you are. Because uh, we have a, we have a bet. We do. Nope, UC San Diego plus eight and a half tonight. Oh, Hammer God, them. Jesus, oh no. That's Hammer not, San Diego, baby. That's not good, man. That's not good. <laughs> we just locked in a college b-ball hey, they're, play. They're 8-15, but I think they're going to cover tonight. There you go. So lock that bitch in. If you want one from the, from the upper deck right there, that guy's going to give you one. <laughs> and when we come back here, next time we come back here, and, I, and I'm you know $10 richer or something, and it's because of that. I'm going to let you know. And he's going to give you another one for the weekend. <laughs> that's how we roll. <laughs> also, I have a tennis bet. So you better you know, come back here oh, if you want man, all the come bets. Come on. All right. All right. You We're know spreading what? the wealth. This is BKFC been... bets. Oh, we got oh, one. At, speaking we got of which. One. Speaking of which. Rising bets. No, we don't bet one. Uh, <laughs> Greg Hardy, thanks for coming. Got put this Easy sleep. work. Started, was looking around on the ground for his keys after he got knocked out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and oh then, my uh, god! What do we have? How about um, the main event? Yeah. How about the, honestly, dude, VKFC had a night. I mean, you got Zach Pauga and Jordan Wright hugging each other. 
you got Marcin Prochino going after uh, William Knight, who's throwing no punches. And then you transfer – oh, actually, this was Friday night, so it was the night before. But they definitely – I mean, the main event was like an instant classic for BKFC Dude. standards. Both Dotson brothers got a first-round finish. Greg Hardy got smoked. Some chicks cracked her ankle back in the place like it was nothing. Kevin Kroom got a first-round finish. Hell yeah. Be- beating a fellow by the name of Chevy Bridges. Two Vs. Chevy Bridges. Uh, the Wild Man. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's, no, he's quite wild. I, I have, I'm not a fan of or not, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan. I'm not familiar with his work. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel you. Uh, Austin Trout beat the shit out of Diego Sanchez yeah. and made the stop it. He uh, That was a pretty brutal cut. Um, and then Diego Sanchez accused him of greasing. Of course. So We, we couldn't there, just go away, right? We could, <laughs> there's always something with Mr. Sanchez. The night, I believe he's the original nightmare. Uh, unless he wants to take on Mr. William Knight, battle for the nightmares. I don't, you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know if I would want to uh, tune into that one. I don't, I, I don't know if I, they'll get my money. I'd probably rather do anything else on a Saturday night, but, you know. The next BKFC fight, you ask? I know you're wondering. Yeah, I actually am curious. Main event, Arnold Allen, Arnold Allen, Jesus. Arnold Adams, heavyweight champion, is taking on Mr. Allen Belcher. I don't know if you recall Allen yeah, Belcher. Yeah, Allen Belcher. Um, uh, UFC legend beat Rusmar Palharis, and everyone loved him for uh, just for that. Um, but he's, he's he's not very young. I was gonna say, how old is he? He is thirty eight. Um, I don't really know anybody else on this card, so that's kind of maybe they're saving. Maybe Knuckle Mania Four will be a, a big success. Do you know the last time Alan Belcher fought? <laughs> uh, no. Like uh, he like he's fought twenty twenty thirteen. Almost ten, nine years ago. That's a long. That's a long time. And he off, lost I a technical say. decision after he got his eye poked. Um. In twenty twenty one. He over five years removed from his retirement. It was announced that Belcher had signed a multi fight contract with the Bare Knuckle FC, and he won his first fight by unanimous decision. So he's gonna fight. That's all it uh, takes. One fight, one fight, and you're gonna title shot. One fight against Tony Lopez, and you're in there, man. Run, run it, run it. BKFC twenty. Everyone, I was there. No. I was actually at one. I don't know which number it was, but I was actually at one of them. You were at the um, one that Blueface uh, fought at, right? I was at. I was at. I was at two of them. Wait, was Blueface and Paige Van Zandt the same night? I don't think it was. <laughs> I. Th- those Come nights on, kind of blend how, together. How are you? Have you at- attended multiple BKFC <laughs> events? How can that it, be a thing? It might have been. Hold on, hold on. I think Bear, Blueface was not. B, it was not. It was just boxing. Oh uh, really? So you said BKFC twenty. It was nineteen that Paige Van Zandt and Rachel Ostovich uh, clash, and I had a bet. I didn't have a bet, but I had an imaginary bet on Rachel Ostovich, and she smoked her. Um, what did Mister Blueface do? Jonathan Michael Blueface Porter. It's a good name. Oh yeah, it was the same night. Yeah, I told you I wasn't. I, I didn't go to the the Tampa State Fairgrounds twice. I don't know if I'd step foot there again. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, Britton Hart and Jenny Clausey has fought on that card, and they're fighting again in a couple the months. Tampa State <laughs> Fairgrounds. <laughs> Britton Hart beat the shit out of Jenny Santa Clausius, and um, they're doing it again. So. <laughs> You, I know you were lit for the Rachel Ostovich fight. 
I, I, I mean, kind of, I was by, by the, I mean, I wa- when I walked into that place, there was a guy that was out cold and he wasn't moving for like 30 minutes. I got a beer, <laughs> I got food, and I went to my seat and he was still on the ground. Mr. Kyle McElroy. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I already missed, I already, <laughs> I already missed the fucking evisceration. Um, there were so many knockouts in the crowd. I remember <laughs> Mr. Mr. Arnold Adams was the co-main and had a knockout. So, listen, if they ever come... I missed an evisceration. <laughs> a christening, if you will. That guy got crucified. Oh, did the whole man. the whole song and dance, and I was in line getting a, a dog. A, a glizzy, if you will. Uh, but yeah, I think, oh, man. I think that's... <laughs> that's uh, enough BKFC for yeah, one uh, one week. That's always gets a good, a good chuckle out of me. But, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think we should get out of here. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. We'll be back on Thursday or Friday, schedule depending. But we will have a podcast out for you before the event on Saturday night. Nikita Krylov, Ryan Span. We're really shooting for Thursdays because I think we give you guys Friday to. Go about your day, your work day, and listen to it. And you guys can get your bets in as early early as possible because it really doesn't change for me what I bet. I kind of know uh, going into it. Yeah, what's, just I mean, fade so, me. So, but I do like to listen to Ty, and you know, I, I like to hear the different things. Us talk about it can change each other's minds uh, back and forth, and we need it because, well, oh, not, I'm not going to go through the units, but uh, Ty's <laughs> not doing well this year, and I am uh, – I think I negative my name, three units my door. for the year. I think that's what that's it good. is. I'll take that. Ty is, is uh, one to turn it around. It's negative nineteen <laughs> units. Negative nineteen units for the year. Uh, it got away. It has gotten away from him recently, and he's trying to play four corners yeah. offense, and that's not even working. <laughs> they're, they're trapping his ass, and it's just it's rough, rough business. But Augusto Sakai will get me. Will get me uh, past it for the yard line. I think. That's part of the issue is that we're we're holding on to th- these kind of cards <laughs> and we're hoping that they they make us rich and they're just not it's not going to happen but maybe maybe why why we play unless we think we're going to get we're going to absolutely go crazy on these guys yeah and I, hey we we we're, we're coming close I almost broke through this week a couple of these fights go the other way you know we need a, we need a couple more props a little 5 plus 500 action we need some we need some yeah. big hitters and we're looking for them, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to keep searching until Thursday, and we will have a podcast out for you. So thank you for joining us. Ty, this has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. We will see you later.